Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 year taxi squad. We are IDP Nation. Welcome to IDP Nation. I am... Hollywood Titan, or some of you know me as Daryl. Um, still MIA is my uh, sidekick and uh, Broheem uh, Seahawks Dan. He's uh, still doing all the uh, school stuff, so he's online. So he's still MIA with us. But I got tired of being alone, so I went and found me a co-host. So I have uh, our good old buddy at Kyle Bellafuel to join me today. How is it, Kyle? Doing good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, happy oh, to be here, and uh, you know, hopefully, like I said, hopefully, hopefully, I can fill one of the shoes of Dan here in the chair. Yeah. And, well, uh, as I told you earlier, that's that's the little shoe you have to feel, so it won't be so hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep you company, and uh, hey. you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you really want to feel his shoe, you got to boss me around and tell me what to do during the. That's what I was going to say. I don't know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, we miss Dan. He'll he'll be yeah. back soon once a. Uh, this uh, COVID stuff dies down and he gets back to a normal schedule. But uh, until then, Kyle will be rolling with me here for tonight. And uh, I guess we'll jump right on into it. Awesome, man. Looking forward to it. So, um, you know, uh, it's fantasy playoff season. Basically, every league that I know of is in, in the playoff situation. I've got a few, quite a few teams in the playoffs. Managed to get a few first-round buys. Um uh, pulled off an upset in one of the leagues. It's a campus to Canton startup. Uh, and on the Canton side, I made it in as an eighth seed with a high score and uh, took out the number one seed in the whole uh, in the whole league. So I was kind of pumped about that. Um, walk it tall. Yeah, walk it tall, <laughs> clanging. So, uh, clanging. That's right. Uh, how are you doing in your leagues? Doing good, yeah. Um, it's it's uh, It's been a good postseason so far. Um, like I said, earlier we were talking, I had a down year. Last year and this year's been pretty solid. I'm still alive in I think seven of my twelve leagues, which is uh better than I expected. And um I'm still alive in Dan's Eliminator. Awesome. Uh, but uh that's subject to uh, stat correction because I squeaked out. I went, <laughs> it was it was by less than a point, if I remember. Like oh, wow. half a point. Oh and, wow. Yeah, and we're talking corners, safeties, linebackers, defensive tackles. So there's lots that could happen. So we'll Ooh. see what happens there. And then um I made it through the next round of the IDP guys IDP Invitational, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah, we, we don't need to talk about yeah. that. Nobody <laughs> needs to talk. <laughs> yeah, I just just barely made her through, but um, you know, so hey, I, all you need is the ticket to get in, man. Yeah. That's all you yeah. need. I've in advance. There you I'm go. Pretty, excited about that, but uh, yeah, no, it's been fun, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty good so far. Looking forward to this week, and it'll be a stressful Sunday morning setting the lineups. Well, actually, we got Saturday football. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. My Packers play Saturday, so. Oh, that's nothing. We ain't watching that. Oh, we, yeah. We ain't watching that. That's, that's, that's the show right there. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, yeah, I'm actually advanced in both of the uh, IDP Nation listener leagues, so I kind of felt right. good about that. I think I yep. actually had a first-round buy in, in uh, the first one, and and uh, so it's time well, to get real now that we've yeah. – uh, 
moved yeah. on to the second round. So you got you got to sit and relax for a week. Yeah. Now it's, now it's crunch time. Yep. It's time to <laughs> those buys are nice though. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But like I told you, that in that one league, my home league, I had a buy and didn't even set up a lineup. I had Sam Darnold in and just kind of just sitting there because I didn't have to do nothing and wound up scoring 182 points. And I'm like, man, every player I had in went off. Next week it's going to be for real, and they're just not right. going to do nothing. I can feel yeah. it. So. And it just seems like it always goes like that, right? Yeah. I yeah. like having the buy, but, man, those – Yeah. I hate seeing those big scores put up when yep. I'm not yep. playing. So you want to have just like a mediocre week, if anything. You want all your yeah. players, everybody stay healthy, have a mediocre week, and then you know move on the next week and get ready to roll. Yep. Alrighty, we'll keep on rolling here. We'll get in the news and notes. Um, Texans defensive tackle Brandon Dunn, pelvic fracture, fracture, and safety Justin Reed. His hand will remiss the remainder of the season with injuries. Um, Brandon Dunn's not a huge one unless you're in a super deep league, but that Justin Reed being out, that's, that's going to hurt a lot of fantasy managers because a lot of people have him rostered and using him right now. Yep. Yep. He's, he's been, uh, he's been having a good year. Um, I have him on a few teams and, uh, so this one definitely, definitely hurts in the few squads I have. Um, so we're, we're looking at Eric Murray and Lonnie Johnson and probably some AJ Moore rolling out there for Houston. So, um, I guess we'll see what this week brings as far as that concern. Is that yeah. that's concerned? But uh Reed, Reed's definitely a big loss for a lot of a lot of IDP managers rosters. Um definitely a bummer. Yeah, people are gonna have to uh scramble a little bit to uh figure right. out uh, how to replace him if they don't have some good depth. So right, right. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. Up next is Fred Warner was evaluated for a head injury. I didn't know this. I hadn't seen it till you posted it. Fred Warner was evaluated with a head injury, was cleared, but then left the game early with a second half stinger. Um, have you heard anything? I know it's early in the week. Uh, have you heard anything about he's good to go, still fighting some issues, anything? Um, I haven't heard a lot yet. Uh, you know, like you said, it's early in the week. Um, you know, you mentioned he had the head injury, but he, he was cleared of that. And then, um, then he, he left early in the second half with what they call the stinger with a shoulder neck deal. Uh, I believe it was, and, uh, he, he didn't make it back, back in the Sunday. So, uh, Aziz al was the, uh, replacement for Warner. He played nice. uh, 36. Yep. Yep. He played 36 snaps on the day. He had five tackles, four solos. Um, you know, if Warner were to be able to go, he looks to be the guy to get some more snaps next to, uh, drain Greenlaw. So. Um, definitely a name to keep an eye on if you're a Fred Warner manager. Um, yeah. you know, I'll say your plays a little bit, you know, in the three linebacker look sometimes, but with Warner out, you know, they, they would need him to step up. But uh, yeah, that's that's a big one to track this week to see what yeah. Fred Warner's done to practice. And, and what, I have uh, some LZ shares in a few leagues, some super deep leagues. I have him. So mm -hmm. uh, definitely yep. be, if he starts, you know, if Warner's out and he starts, he might be a, quick right. play this week i mean a hot yep. play too i mean you never know yep. so yeah especially if you have some injuries i mean yep yeah i definitely want to keep an eye on warner's status throughout the week he's one to watch yep for sure uh man philadelphia is taking it hard right here uh their safety rodney mcleod is out for the season with a torn acl their corners uh darius slay is out with concussion and avante maddox is out with a knee injury and will miss some time not sure how long um 
McLeod's done. I mean, torn ACL, yep. there's nothing you can do with that. Uh, Maddox looks like he's going to miss some time. Not sure how long, a uh, yep. few weeks or whatever. But Slay looks like, even though it's a concussion, looks like he could be the one that comes back quickly if that's possible. Um, don't know how bad that concussion was or possible concussion, so we'll have to see. But if yep. all three of those are out, and it looks like two of the three for sure, but if they have Slay out too – man, they're going to be hurting on that back end. And that's not somewhere you want to be hurting. Oh, not at all, man. No, that's, this, uh, that's, that is brutal to have those three guys get banged up on you in the same week. I mean, all key pieces to their secondary, you know, McLeod being out, he's definitely yeah. out for the year with the ACL. And it sounds like Maddox is going to miss some time. We don't know how much, but that's the word. And we'll see how Slay progresses through the protocol throughout the week. Yeah. Um, and even if he plays, I'm not sure who else they have. I was just going to say. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, who's left? You know, we, we had mentioned, you know, maybe Jalen Mills slides back to corner. Maybe, If yeah. they need him to, because he's played both safety and corner. And then, you know, for safety-wise, you got Marcus Epps and then the rookie, uh, Kayvon Wallace out of Clemson, maybe gets yeah. a little more, gets a few more looks, a little more run this week. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, so, I mean, just a brutal week for that secondary, man. Yeah, that's – and that, their defense was really what was has been holding them together, so to speak, while that offense right. has been whatever it's been. But uh, right, um, yeah, when you're hurting in your secondary like that, it makes it so hard on your guys up front. So right, especially with the with the rookie quarterback, you want your you know you'd, you'd like to have your defense solid and together. Yeah, and absolutely. At, performing at its best for the rookie, to, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, for sure. Um. I hadn't seen this one either till you posted it. Um, oh, before I get to that, Arizona defensive lineman Jordan Phillips re-injured his hamstring. He's already been ruled out for this week. Um, hamstrings are tricky. They can linger sometimes for players, especially if you're speed players like, you know, wide receivers, running backs, corner safeties, those type of players. Uh, I'm sure they're just as significant for uh, interior linemen and defensive guys, but uh, – I don't know how how big they are for them. And like I said, these injuries can linger, so I'm not sure if it's just a one-week thing, like a tweak or something, or yeah. how long he'll be out. Yeah, yeah, they ruled them out already for this week, so we'll see. Um, you know, that tells me it's pretty bad if you're, yeah. if you're being ruled out that yeah. quick. So if he's yeah. ruled out already for this week, then it's possible he's out next week too. So Right, yeah, exactly. You said that hamstring injuries are tough. They can linger and – yeah, you never really know how those guys recover sometimes from those. So, but yeah, it's to see him ruled out already is uh, is is definitely not good. Right. Um, this is the one I didn't know about was Bears corner Jalen Johnson, the rookie, suffered a shoulder injury in the third quarter of Sunday's game, was forced to leave. Chicago has said they're pretty optimistic the injury is manageable, so that tells me it's kind of not too severe that it's just a. Uh, up to him on what he can play through. Um, but if he's out, that's a big blow for their defense too. Absolutely. Yeah, Johnson's been a he's, – he's been real solid for the defense as a rookie right away. Um, you know, he's been a been a real good player for them and for, you know, fantasy managers too. Uh, he, he's had a nice year. Um, I know that the he, when he suffered the injury, that they, they kind of initially were worried that it was more serious than it turned out to be after from what I read, I believe, so – so I guess there's a little bit of positivity coming out that he it could be something he could they could manage and and play out. So hopefully he's all right because um, yeah he's he's been a real good for that Chicago defense. 
Yeah, I mean, as a rookie, we all know they get picked on, especially right. corner rookies or rookie yep. corners, rather. Uh, but yep. he's been able to hold his own. He gets a lot of pass yeah. deflection. So, yeah. So I, I've been pleased with the way he plays. So that'll be a definite loss for them if uh, he can't go. Absolutely. Uh, and then on to the Raiders. Uh, defensive end Cleveland Farrell is out with a shoulder injury in the first quarter. Uh, was unable to return. He hasn't practiced this week, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, safety Jonathan Abram is out, and Nicholas Mara. Well, they're not out yet, but they're both in concussion protocol, and they haven't practiced this week. The thing is, with all three of these, it's a short week for Las Vegas as they play the Chargers on Thursday. So, yeah, you know, concussions are kind of tricky to gauge. But I got to think if they show tomorrow will be a critical day for Abram and Morrow, yep. uh, and that'll be big for the Raiders' defense. I'm not so sure they're going to miss Farrell. No, I agree. <laughs> you know, a lot of fantasy managers were hopped up because he had the big game last week. But, you know, before that, it's 18, 19, 20 games without a sack. So yeah. uh, I'm not going to – Base my get my hopes up and and bet the farm on Farrell being back as a lot of fantasy. Oh, he's back! Uh, you know he had one good game. You have to look. Right. He didn't do anything for twenty games. So, uh, yep. I, I'm not depending on him, but Abram and Morrow, those are big hits for the Raiders right now. Oh no, I agree. Um, like you said, the Farrell injury, that shoulder injury on a short week, is never good. Um, Arden Key was the guy who came in and picked up some extra snaps after he left. I think if Farrell's out, he he probably draws the start um, in place of him. But uh, yeah, a Jonathan Abram and uh, Morrow are the are the would be the big losses for for the Raiders. Morrow's been the every down guy for Vegas over the past few weeks. Even when Littleton came back, when he came off the COVID list, I think he was on it. Believe um, it's been Morrow as the full time guy. You know, he's been getting the most snaps, then Nick Kiyakowski, and then Littleton's been third in the pecking order. So that's a big loss. And obviously Abram is a, is a big thing, big piece of what they do. So those two guys would be a big loss for them on a, on a short week. That's for sure. Right. All right. So that does it for the news and notes. Um, before we get into the main event, I want to mention our sponsor, Action 24-7. Um, they are a local gambling site based out of Nashville. Um, it was uh, formed by Tennesseans, strictly for Tennesseans. Uh, I know we have a lot of listeners in Tennessee, so this is for you. Um, you can go on. It's, it's just like all the big names. I've been on this site. You can, you can play for cash or you can play for free, uh, whichever uh, best suits you. Uh, and right now during Christmas, they have a – from now till Christmas, they're doing a daily promotion thing where they're they're giving different stuff away or, or offering different uh, different prizes. Um, they're giving Titans tickets to the Detroit game away uh, tomorrow, I think. Uh, so you can go over there now and sign up for that or get your name in the ring. And then their site is super clean. I mean, you it's it's so easy to use. It's set up so well. Um and right now you can go over and if you'll use our promo code Hollywood 100, they will match your deposit 
dollar for dollar up to a hundred dollars. So if you, you put in a hundred dollars and use the promo code, they'll give you a hundred. So you got, you're getting a hundred free bucks to, uh, to gamble with. Um, and it's got everything you want, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, uh, boxing, you name it. They got it. Fantasy. You can bet real life, real life game action. Um, everything, everything that you can imagine. They have it. Um, and like I said, they, they have the free stuff too. Um, you know, they got the 12 days of Christmas campaign going on. So you want to go over there and check them out. I've got some stuff on my uh, Twitter page that I've been posting. So be sure to uh, check them out. Um, like I said, they're locally owned and operated company right here in Tennessee. Uh, sports betting is live in Tennessee since November the 1st, if you didn't know that. So now you, we Tennesseans can get on in on that action and uh, what better place to do that than a local uh, gambling site that was made by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. So be sure to go over and check them out at action247.com and be sure to use the promo code Hollywood100 if you're making a deposit. And uh, it's a win-win because it, you get free money to bet with. They match you and, uh, and it helps us out here at IDP Nation too. Awesome stuff, man. Awesome. <laughs> So we will keep on moving along here to the main event. Um, like I said, it's playoff season. Um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into some other stuff here, but uh, just to kick it off who, and I'll let you go first. Who are some of the under radar players that you're feeling confident rolling with during the playoffs? Uh, maybe it's uh Someone's not heard of, buried on a depth chart. Someone that's underperformed is now kicking it up. Maybe it's somebody that was injured or whatever. But uh, who are some guys you're looking to roll with right now? Yeah, um, my first guy is um, Jaron Reed from Seattle as, as defensive tackle. Um, obviously, he's not a unknown name or anything. He's he's made some waves in his career. Uh, he's he's had kind of a down year, um, but I like him this week. He you know last week against the Jets, he had a sack. And uh, this week he gets to go up against a Washington defensive line that's given up 40 sacks on the year. So they are definitely allowing guys to get to the quarterback. So I like I like Darren Reed um, as, as a defensive tackle. Um, like I said, not really an under-the-radar guy because everybody, you know, he's been around. But I, I think he's his game's starting to ramp up a little bit um, in Seattle. Um, for my edge defensive end guys, uh, Alex Highsmith's a guy I really like this week. From that's Pittsburgh. a nice one. I like yeah. that. You know, he when Bud Dupree went down, that was a big loss for that Pittsburgh's defense. Yeah, it was. He's been a big part of the pass rush. Um, he's been really, really a good player for them. Um, Heisman started the last two games. He's he's played a really nice snap share in the 80-90% range. Um, he's generated seven pressures in those two games, which you like to see. He just hasn't yeah. got he just hasn't gotten home for a sack. Um but you know he's he's really he's he's doing some nice things, and this week he gets a really weak Cincinnati line that's given up 46 sacks on the year, second to only Philadelphia. So the matchup is nice. So I I like Alex Highsmith to um to make an impact this week for Pittsburgh and for IDP managers. Um, so if he's got that edge or defensive line or DE tag, depending on your platform or what you designate, I, I like him this week. And then another under-the-radar guy, defensive end, is uh, Deion Jordan out of San Francisco. Um, 
he's kind of been a get a little spark for that San Francisco line. And uh, this, he's had sacks his last two games, and then this past week he got his first start of the year and played seventy eight percent of the snaps, which is a really nice snap share for him. Um, so he's he's really really put himself in that rotation there for San Francisco, and he's got a decent matchup against Dallas. So he's a deep league guy. If if you're looking for someone, he can roll out and see what happens. Um, linebacker, I have uh, Duke Riley out of Philly. Um, with TJ Edwards out this week, he, he had his highest snap share of the year at 90%, and he had a real nice game, six tackles, and he made an interception, made a big play for the defense, which is huge. So I think if um, if Edwards were to be out again, Duke Riley's a guy you could you could play as a, like an LB3, LB4 range type of guy. Um, and um, uh, defensive back – um, that I like uh, kind of under the radar, I guess, because he was injured is uh, Bless Austin from the New York Jets. Uh, he was on IR for a few weeks, and he just came back this week, and he went back to his starting role, and he played like 93% of the snaps, and he had uh, seven solos. So he looks to be back to his normal gig as a starting outside corner for the Jets, and the Jets are on the field quite a bit. Do you like that? And uh, he, he's a guy in cornerback leagues – Cornerback prior leagues you could roll out or a, a deep league um, with uh, the group DB format where you could look at if you know you're, you're scraping for options. So yeah, there's just some guys I like this week. How, how about you, Hollywood? Yeah, I like those man. I, I really like the Alex Highsmith and the uh, Duke Riley one. Uh, definitely think they're you know with uh, like you said with Dupree out, Highsmith's getting the opportunity, not quite getting the sacks yet, but the pressure's yeah. there. So I like that. Uh, that's. That's really good stuff right there. I like that. And I like Duke, excuse me, Duke Riley too. Yeah. I mean, he's not the first name you think of in Philadelphia with uh, right. Singleton and Edwards up there, but he's right. been able to hold his own. So that's a good play as well. Uh, yep. for, for me, it's been, um, and this is a name I've kind of mentioned the last few weeks, um, defensive tackle for the Jets, Falaronzo, uh Fadakoski. You know, he's – kind of come out of nowhere for them uh just basically a backup or whatever but the last four or five weeks he's gotten the chance to start and it started out him getting some high tackle numbers i think he was for a defensive tackle he's up there six seven tackles a game but the last two to three weeks the sacks have been coming out so he's getting the pressures in the sacks and if you're in a position specific league where you have to start defensive tackles you know how hard it is to find interior pass rusher. So Absolutely. I think he's a great buy low option. It's going to cost you nothing. He's on waivers everywhere. Um, and, and with a high floor, I think right now, as long as he's starting, I think you can put him in there and feel confident that he's going to do, he's going to give you some good numbers. Um, at defensive end, this is one that I was actually high on at the beginning of the year. Uh, and it just didn't quite pan out really, but now it's, and for whatever reason, he didn't get the start. And this is uh, Jacksonville's defensive end, Dwayne Smoot, because I thought he would be a starter with uh, with Yannick Ngakwe and gone, but it just didn't pan out that way. And uh, and now he's getting the start. Now he's getting – with those starts, he's starting to get some sacks. Um, I think he's a player that you can plug in at defensive end and get some good production out of. And again, you can find him on waivers in a lot of leagues. So uh, a good pickup there. Um, I'll stay in the AFC South at linebacker with my Tennessee Titans. Um, the loss of Jalen Brown hurt them, but they've plugged in David Long. 
Uh, he started the last two games and has been playing very well. Uh, I think he's had six tackles in both games. Huge physical hitter. Um, just a really good cheap option that, again, you can find on waivers. Everywhere I've looked, he's been available pretty much, except in some really, really super deep leagues. But, you know, if you've got an injured linebacker or somebody that's out with a concussion or something, he's a good pickup for uh, a weak fill-in, and I think he's going to do well because he's going to get the start. He played 100% of the snaps last week. So um, that's what you're really looking for, somebody that gets every snap and then from there the production. So I think he's only going to get better with the experience. So I like him as a good cheap option there. And then my last one, he's not really under the radar, but it's cornerback Mike Hilton of Pittsburgh. Uh, he started out red hot this year, and then he got hurt, missed a few games, and I think a lot of fantasy managers maybe kind of forgot about him. Uh, he came back last week or the week before. I can't remember right off, but, you know, it. I kind of mentioned maybe pump the brakes on him that first week, see how he does, see how they're using him, and then if you – he played lots out against uh, Baltimore, so uh, – I think he's a guy that you uh, in that first game. I think he's a guy that you've got to get back in your lineup. Uh, he gets you the pass breaks up, pass breakups because he's really so good in coverage. Can get you the interception, but more importantly, he gets a ton of tackles, and they use him as a blitzer. So he's getting you the sacks that you don't normally get from a cornerback. So uh, those are my four guys. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a great group, and uh, David Long's available and. It was a player I really like. He's available in most of my leagues, except the leagues I've been with you because I checked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I like that call, and uh, I like David Long coming out of West Virginia when you guys drafted him, and then to see him get a hundred percent of the snaps this week, and Rashawn Evans is still in that eighty percent ish range. Um, you can kind of see where the trend is there with Jaron Brown. Is there more lean than on long? I mean, what's they just don't want to give Evans every day, you know, to be that every down guy for him. They, you know, you, as a Tennessee fan, what do you what do you think kind of is the deal? Yeah, I think Evans. You're right. I think Evans has he's kind of been of a I don't want to say disappointment, but he's not been exactly what they expected this year. Now he's right. played well and had some good games, but um, you know I think they wanted to use him more as a pass rusher. That hasn't happened. Um, I think was, they thought he would be more of an Avery Williamson type. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I just ha- I just kind of hasn't happened yet. Right. And plus you had Jayon Brown there right. who was covering up a lot of this so they could kind of let him grow. You lose Brown, now you're hurting right. uh, and you're kind of maybe forced to rely on him. But David Long's come in and played pretty well that they've not had to rely on him. So yeah. uh, I like David Long too. I thought he would play quicker yes. than he did. I don't know if it was a learning thing. Um not sure why he didn't play sooner or play more sooner, but uh, he's getting an yeah. opportunity now. And, uh, you know, he continues this out. Um, Tennessee's going to have to think long and hard about what to, what they want to do with him. But, yeah, I really like him. If you're needing a linebacker, maybe you have Morrow out with concussion this week. David Long would be a great pickup yeah. against uh, Detroit, who's without possibly uh, Matthew Stafford. Yep. So you know they're going to want to run it. Plenty of opportunities there. So, uh, yeah, I definitely like him this week. 
Nice. No, I, I agree. And one more uh, deep league linebacker, too, like you said, if you need a replacement last minute, um, is uh, Jermaine Carter out of Carolina. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, you know, he, he he took over for Tahir Whitehead. You know, Whitehead's out of the picture now. And then coming out of uh, Carolina's bye, um, Carter played his biggest snap share at 80% this week and had a solid day. He's just another good – like you said, you never know if, if you're going to need a last-minute guy, and you never know what's on your waiver wire, so – you know, I love the David Long call, and and Carter's another guy too that I kind of look. I've been looking at in some of my other leagues, but uh, I like. I'm not. I'm not going to attempt to say his name because I'm not as good as you. But I like the Foley. I'm just going to stop at Foley call. Yeah, well, most people that is his name. Yeah. Foley. So. Yeah, I do like that call. He's. I mean, he's come out of nowhere and played really well. He year, really so. has. I, I don't a, know. Yeah, I need to he go did. back and look, but I don't know if there was an injury or something that really yeah. caused it because they have Quinn and Williams, who's done really good up there all year. He's had a real nice year. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Uh, but uh, Foley, man, these last, I want to say it's the last five games. He's been a starter. Uh, I think the first two games he had like eight and six tackles, which is huge for a defensive tackle. That's a, that's a lot for a defensive yeah. And if yeah. you're in a premium scoring league at that position, that's, that's big points. And then, yeah. um, uh, I looked tonight, and two of the last three games he's had a sack, and in both games he's had at least two pressures. So he's beginning to get uh, pressure on the quarterback from the inside, which is huge. Um, yep. I, I just think what it's going to cost you to pick him up, which is nothing because he's basically available right. in a lot of leagues on waivers. So, yep. I mean, you pick him up and play him, and, and that's a no-brainer for me. So, um, yeah, I really like him. And you hit on him in one of your stock market articles. I, I did. I, I kind of watched. I think it was right when he first his first start, and I, I was like, okay. And then the next week, I kind of watched him because I wanted to jump on him that first week, and I thought, well, maybe this is just an injury he's filling in for. Yep. And he started every game since then, and he's you know his tackles the last few weeks have kind of went down, but that's okay because now he's getting the pressures and the sacks. So, yep. Uh, I think either way you go with your scoring. It just makes perfect sense to uh, pick him up. You got to like those big guys in the trenches making That's it happen. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, so here's your question. I know I didn't have it on the show sheet. Um, just going to kind of spitball here a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll just kind of throw some questions you can answer. Who are some guys that you are avoiding the next week or so? Ooh. I know I mentioned Kalean Farrell. I'm, I'm not touching him with anything right now. Uh, I'm just – yeah, um, yeah, Cleo and Farrell for sure. I, I would say um, a couple of guys I'm avoiding because of the uncertainty is the uh, Matt Milano, AJ Klein situation. Um, you know, since Milano's come back, they've been kind of eating each other's snaps. You know, Klein's a better blitzer. I guess that's kind of the role he's been playing. And you know, are Milano, you avoiding both of them or just one of them? Or I, I mean, I know Milano had a had a better week this week. I think if I have other options, I, I'm. I'm probably going to look elsewhere, but you know, in, in deeper roster leagues, probably going to play Milano for sure. Um, you'd think that his snaps continue to go up, but it's kind of a, an easy situation there. You know, Klein was playing so well before while Milano was out and they're yeah, both, gonna, yeah, you know, and they're both going to be on the field and um, yeah, that's probably a situation if I can't avoid it. I mean, you got to have somebody reasonable to play too, right? You know, you don't yeah. want to throw anybody out, but uh, that's probably, one of the situations. Um, I, I really kind of hate those situations. Yeah, they're always Cause, tough. Because those two, you're kind of like, do I go Klein? Do I go Milano? 
right. it's almost like a 50 50 coin flip yeah and if you're like me you always flip it to the wrong side anyway so i know i know <laughs> it's always tough and you feel like you always make the wrong choice um and i just in those situations if i have another guy that is playing you know like a consistent snap share that i know is going to be out there you know 80 90 percent of the time or whatever um i'll probably lean that way just because you know we always look for opportunity in the idp side of things because that's where they make the plays right? you got to be on the field you need the snaps um so that's probably one of the spots where i'm if i can't avoid it i will if you gotta play him you gotta play him but you know that would be one um uh, you have it? Uh, no i I hadn't really thought about the questions just started hitting my head. And I was like, well, I'll just put Kyle on the spot here. (laughs) (laughs) No, that would be one. Um, You know, another really interesting situation too. I have a lot of Eric Kendrick shares. Um, Yes. You know, he's been fantastic this year. Uh, He's really, really had a monster year. You know, he's always been solid since, since he's been in Minnesota and they've drafted him. He's been like that rock solid LB two every year. Um, this year he's really been producing some nice numbers uh, IDP wise um, and NFL wise too, obviously, but that calf injury um, you just uh, you wonder how he comes back from it. If he's able to go this year and if, and if he um, ends up re-injuring it, you know, during the game or something. So that's just kind of another situation. Um, do they, you know, if he comes back and he is active this week, do they manage his reps and they use Todd Davis a little more or do they, do they put Kendricks back into a full-time role right away? Um, so that that's one that you definitely want to keep an eye on. I don't think I'm abs- I'm going to absolutely avoid Kendricks because he's been so been so good since, like I said. But you definitely want to keep an eye on what the news is coming out of Minnesota and how healthy he is, and just kind of get the vibe on how he's recovering from the calf injuries. Because like the hamstring injury that you mentioned earlier, those soft tissue injuries are tricky at times. Yeah, they are. You just get—you always hate to get burned here in the playoffs by a guy who re-injures something that you know. Oh, it's worse, man. It's such. Uh, I, not not that you're going to sit Kendricks, but it's just a little bit of a worry with that soft tissue injury and how he comes back from yeah, it. But you never know, really. You know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know he's a good play. You know he can produce numbers. Yeah. And for me, I always kind of wonder when, a, like a Kendricks, for example, when he comes back. It was kind of the same thing with Mike Hilton. You know, he kind of missed a few games, whatever. Yep. Do I pump the brakes for a week or two? Right. See how he does before we put him in the lineup? Right. But at this time of the year, you can't afford to do that. Week you know, 15, it's, right? <laughs> you know? It's playoff time. So yeah. you don't have that week or two-week cushion to kind of see if a player goes or not, if he's, sure. if he's back. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think if it's a player – See, I kind of look at it different, two different ways. If it's a player like Mike Hilton, now I know you. I, t- I said just a few minutes ago, pump the brakes, see how he's doing. But that was in the at the end of the regular season. Here right. at the playoffs, if he's playing, he's in my lineup because right. he's that big of an impact player. Um, like the Milano and Klein deal with yeah. Milano coming back, I'm kind of like. I'm pumping the brakes. I'm, I'm right. If I That's have right. better options, I'm, I'm voiding that. Right. Hendrix. I think if I have better options or more 
reliable options. I think for this week, I'm starting them and putting Kendricks on the back burner, even though he's played good. Oh, yeah. We're talking guys in the same range, right? You know, like in that Kendricks right. range where you feel right. similar. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you just worry, you know, do they ease them in and kind of give Davis some run to, to not, you know, exactly throw Kendricks right out there? Just, just a worry. I mean, if they say Kendricks is fully recovered and he's ready to rock. Roll them out, yeah. Right. But, but but by all means, it's hard. You can't fault yourself for starting a guy like that who's been so good this year. But just just a guy I'm a little, a little nervous about because I, I have him on a few teams and I'm going to need him. And uh, I just, I just hope the news is is solid coming out on how he's recovering. So, right. <laughs> so as we've mentioned, this is playoff season. Um, anything can happen, but. This this ties into fantasy, but we're heading into that home stretch of the NFL season. So we're hitting weeks 15, 16, 17. Hopefully they won't be a week 18. Uh, I don't think there will be at this point. Um, but we're in the last three weeks of the regular season. For me, this is when I really, really start watching rookies this year. Mm-hmm. Um not so much your superstars, not so much your uh, Jeremy Chins or Patrick Queens or Chase Youngs because odds are those guys have been doing it from day one. You know what they're doing. You know what their role is. But I look at a lot of teams or a lot of players on teams that are, you know, like the Jets or the Chargers, teams that are already out of the playoffs. They're, they're not doing anything. Um, maybe it's a team with a lot of injuries. It's a good team, but they have a lot of injuries. Because I think if you look in those last three, four weeks of the season, that's if teams are out of it, that's when they're throwing these young guys in there. Sure. They want to see what they've got and what they can do. And for me, you know, you know, it may be just a four-week tryout, so to speak. Yep. But if somebody comes out in those three or four weeks and they just light it up those three or four weeks – then I'm kind of looking to put them on my roster for the future. Um, do you do the same thing or do, or do you kind of – what's the word I'm looking for? Do you kind of uh, – well, they're – I can't think of the word. My brain ain't working. Like, do you discredit a little bit because they're on a losing team so they're get, it's the high volume they're getting or – Oh no, I I I I totally get what you're saying. I do the same thing. Like you, you thinking it's just because they're getting thrown out there on a bad team, but you, you know, you, I I do the same thing you do. I think it's a great point. You want to see those teams that are kind of out of it. Want to see what they have with some of their picks because you got to evaluate your team in the off season going into the going into free agency and the draft season. So you want to see what you have. You know, um, no, I do the same thing. Like see what rookies are getting more snaps here at the end, and you know look them up a little bit, read some stuff on Twitter or online, kind of get the vibe from from the team on what, what they like, what they're seeing, what they're doing well. And, and you know, like you said, the, even the games that you watch personally, what are, what are you seeing? Do you like what you see? And then, you know, in the offseason, you, you know, are you looking – is it a guy you're looking to trade for or is he on the waiver wire? Do you want to grab him right away? And, and, right. Uh, no, I think that's a great point. I, I do a lot of the same. You're always looking to see what rookies are making a splash here late and somebody you're going to start targeting once – the season's over and trades are open and everybody's ready to go again. And, um, you got you always want to be ahead of the curve with the rookies, you know. Yeah, can... and it just hit me. Here's one that I'm kind of thinking of: Cameron Curl for Washington. Right. 
Yes. Landon Collins went down with an injury, opened the door. He stepped in, and he has been absolutely freaking fantastic. Right. Um, love his game. Thought he's stepped in, not missed a beat, and maybe even outplayed what Landon Collins was doing to a point. Um, but how do you look at that going forward? Because Collins is out this year, of course. Right. But in the future, how do you look at? Do you think? Um, do you think Curl's value will take a hit next year because Landon Collins will be back? Um, do you think that maybe they make the case to get both Collins and Curl as both of the safeties at the same time? I know one of them's probably Curl, I would imagine, would have to move to free safety if that happens. Right. Um, or do you see a scenario, and I saw this on Twitter in a discussion, do you think that there's a possibility that Landon Collins could move to linebacker? and let wow. Curl keep that strong safety spot. Um, that's interesting. How yeah. do you handle a player like Curl in your evaluation with a star that's hurt in front of him? Right. No, that's, that's, a, that's a tough spot. And, uh, yeah, that, that Landon Collins and linebacker possibility, that's definitely intriguing, right? Um, Especially with him looking for a linebacker. I know they have Cole right. Holcomb and right. St. Pierre, whatever his name is. Uh, they've kind of not – had great linebacker play. They've got, is it Bostic? You know, Bostic's uh, he's an old vet who's, you know, yeah. he's a good, you know, he's good for their defense. He, he was the guy in the middle calling the plays, getting everybody set, but you know, they're, they're obviously going to look to get some youth injected into that, into that uh, linebacker unit. And Cole Holcomb's been playing well. Right. Um, no, it's, it'll be very interesting to see. Curl has been a pleasant surprise for that defense with losing Landon Collins and he stepped up and been, well, he's a seventh round pick, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, he's been fantastic for him, and you know, I I don't I don't know what their thoughts are as far as him at free safety. I'm not sure offhand, but that spot next to Landon Collins has been a bit unsettled because it started off the year with Troy Apke. Right. You know, he he had a nice training camp and they kicked it up, but uh, he just didn't pan out. You know, and then the, the Shazer Everett was playing there, and it, you know, it's been kind of a kind of a merry-go-round of who's who's going to be next to him. But, you know, then Collins went out and then changed everything. But do they feel like that that's the two that could be back there? I'm not sure. And then, you know, you brought up the linebacker possibility for Collins, and that is definitely interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he could come down and play some linebacker. But <laughs> for me, you know, with Abke and Everett not really – being consistent and being able to run away with that job. Right. For me, and this is just my personal thought on it, I think you have to get with what Curl's been doing as a rookie. I almost think you got to get him and Collins both in there at safety. Um, Maybe not look at it as a free or a strong. Right. Maybe just look at it as a dual safety. And it's just hard for me to believe that those two are not one of your best 11 defenders when healthy, you know, with Collins, of course, if he's not healthy, that makes it, that's a, makes a difference. But right. if he's healthy, you know, he's one of your best players. Curl has proven he can handle it, that it's Absolutely. The game's not too big for him. Yeah. Uh, I just think you have to get those two on there. And with what they have at that, with that front four, 
That's oh, yeah. freaking amazing, man. That, yeah. that front four is lethal right now. That defensive line is something else, man. That's some kind of beast up there. Yeah, it is. Chase Young picking up well, a fumble and, and running it in for a touchdown. Yeah. And, and then you had Montez Sweat the week before, right, with the yeah, pass. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, Montez Sweat's been phenomenal. Chase Young's been great as a rookie. And, and then you, you got, got Jonathan Allen and Jonathan Durant Allen. just wrecking ball people up the middle. You know, it's that, that defensive line is scary. And they're starting to play some pretty good football. You know, um, yeah, they are. I, I think if they had, I don't want to, it's going to sound wrong, but if they had one good solid star at linebacker, I think they need some corner help. Jimmy Moreland's been pretty good. Um, but yeah. I think if they had some, another good solid corner and maybe a good solid linebacker, that defense is going to be deadly. It Somebody, already is. Right, right. Somebody that could run and clean up behind that stack yes. offensive line. Yeah, for sure. Could you imagine a player like a, a Blake Martinez, a Bobby Wagner, a, a right. Zach Cunningham? Right. It would just if, be eating. Yeah. I mean, if you had you know, a Micah Parsons. Oh, there you go. That's, yeah, that'd be interesting. You put him in front of those two safeties and behind that front four. Yeah. He's going to eat you alive. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's a good point. And that's and that's possible. They're going to have top ten pick. Well, right. I don't know. I say that well, now. Are they, are they, division, so yeah, yeah. That, so that division's tricky because you're leading it, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're switching like ten picks or whatever. You know, it's good. Yeah, just hit me as, as, as I said that. I was like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, but even I imagine even with some of their offensive deficiencies. Uh, the lack of cornerback play that they have, even if they win the division, I still think they they're not going very far in the playoffs. I don't imagine um, if they make it. So I still think they're probably what in the top twenty picks easily. Okay. Um, you know that might take you out of the running for Parsons, but you know. Maybe if you look down the line, what about a player like Dylan Moses that's kind of slipped off? You know, I mean, th yep. this would be a good class. Yeah. I just think if they can get a good, solid young linebacker to play behind that front four and in front of those two safeties, man, that's yeah. Yeah, that would be, and then Nick Bolton would be another guy. You know, if he. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If, if he catapults, you know, we gotta wait and see what the you know what they project, but like you know, if he catapults himself into that first what about round, Collins. Zayvon Collins. Yeah. Yeah, there's another guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean got that he's he's another guy, man. You watch the tape and you're like, wow, is that an is that a athlete? Six four, two sixty, can run, can move, move yeah, this, yeah. So yeah, yeah that's that's a that's a good call. He put a put a guy like that back there behind that stacked offensive or defensive line. They could really really eat up the tackles. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely something else. So I think this year's draft will be interesting. I think with the NFC East being as bad as it is, mm -hmm. whoever wins is going to kind of be like, damn. <laughs> you know, we we kind of shot ourselves in the foot here, but I think a division playing that poorly with a division winner, yeah, it's going to change a lot of things in the draft. Right. Um, no, yeah, and, you know, Washington has been they, – they upset Pittsburgh the other nights. Or, oh, how big was that? Yeah, you know, so, I, you know, if they do win the division and get in with that defense, teams are, you know, they're going to 
have a little something to worry about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're no pushovers. I mean, their yeah. defense is keeping them in there. But you know, and if Alex Alex Smith's going to take care of the ball, that's what he does. And if, yeah. you, if you can get Terry McLaren going, and Antonio Gibson, if he can come back from his injury, I mean, right. they can they can give somebody some problems. I, I just think there are a couple pieces on offense away. I agree, and, and maybe a linebacker and corner on defense, and yep. they're they're going to be scary. So yeah, yep, definitely a team to uh, to watch for sure. All righty. Anything else you want to go over here? I mean, we got some listener questions, but I don't know if you have any other playoff topics you want to discuss or. Uh, no, man. We cover some good stuff. If, uh, if you want to jump into listener questions. Um, yeah, we can do that. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to roll. All righty, man. So um, we have a couple listener questions. Um, our good buddy from Twitter, uh, he asked us a question the other night on the uh, the Dick Podcast too, uh, at Barry Baker eighty six sixty four, and this is an interesting question. I, I kind of see where he's coming from, but I want to hear your take too. He he's asking, can we see safety Corey Willis of the Colts as a sure top ten defensive back in the next year or so? Uh, you know, I'm. I'm not sure he's a top 10 safety, let alone defensive back. Uh, you have a few corners that – corners are really not in the top 10, but if you're grouping them all together, it changes it just a little bit because you do have a few that are game changers. Um, I'm going to say he means safety here. Um, he's played well. Um had a bigger role this year with more starts. Uh, he's already matched most of his numbers or passed them from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's having a good season, but I'm not putting him in my top 10 safeties. Uh, I think there's just too many. And when, you, you know, you, you've got surprises like Cameron Curl popping in. Um, and then you got to remember, you've got players like Landon Collins who's hurt, Derwin James who's hurt. Uh, so I think those type of players are going to be there. I, for me, I, I like him. I think he's a solid number two safety, but I'm probably putting him into that 15 to 20 range because there's a lot of good safeties in the league, and, and there's a group of them that's just going to kind of shuffle week to week or you know month to month or whatever. So I think he's in that 15 to 20 range as a peak. Do you agree, or you, you yeah? Have different- no, I, I I think I'm right in line with with you there. Um, I like Kahari Willis. I liked him coming out of Michigan State. Um, I know the Colts liked him because I if I remember right, they moved up in the fourth round when they took him to make sure That's they got right. him. I, I believe they moved up. Um, you know, he coming out of Michigan State, he was known as a real solid leader, uh, really smart player. You know, you could count on him, and he's just just a guy you you wanted on your team. Um. I, right. I, got, I got quite a few Kari Willis uh, shares on my team. Um, yeah, no, I, I I think I have him in that 15 to 20 range like you. Um, he's a really solid, really solid safety. Um, there's Like you said, there's some guys that are going to be coming back, like Derwin James, Landon Collins, that might push him down a little bit. Um, I don't think I have him in that top 10 range, but the 15, 20 range for sure. Uh, I, I, I definitely could see that. You know, he had a he had a really good rookie year, like you said. He was splitting time with Clayton Gathers for a bit. 
Um, but he still right. ended up with 71 tackles as a rookie, which is this is a pretty good number um, for a guy that split some time. And this year he's already at that 70 tackle mark. And then he made that big play this last week with that pick six. So, um, yeah. no, I, he's definitely a, a player you want on your team. Um, I think he's definitely a player on the rise. Definitely a player yeah. you want. Like you said you want him on your team. Yeah. Um, you can probably you could probably roll him out there as a safety one, a DB one. You know, yeah. maybe not ideal because you like like we're kind of mentioning. You want your James, your Jamal Adams, Tyron Matthews. I just think there's so many. The position's so deep, even with the injuries. Yep. And then, then like yeah. I said, when you add in a Cameron Curl, you know, that's come out of nowhere, Julian Blackman. Yep. Uh, I just think those guys, you know, Antoine Winfield, your freaking yeah. Jeremy Chins, you yeah. know, I, yeah. I think those type players keep him from really elevating into that top 10. Yeah. And, and even without some of them, I don't know that he gets there. I still think he's in that 10 to 20 range. And then with those guys, I just think if you're looking at him 15 or to 25 in that range, I think he's good as your safety too um, with a high upside. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. No, I, I like I, I like that call. I like him as a safety too with, with upside. And the thing I like with Willis in that Indianapolis defense is with their safeties, He he's the one that gets more of the box snaps, which is what you like. Yeah. You know, so – yeah, definitely. I, I I agree with you there. Uh, safety two range with with some weekly upside for sure. And that could be a scary defense too. You know, we pardon me. I kind of get off on rants, and we kind of got off on Washington. But you got to, as bad as I hate to say it, you got to look at the Colts here. They traded for DeForest Buckner. Yep. They got Grover Stewart, who has been phenomenal this he year, played, and they signed him. Really well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then you got. You know, Kenny Moore on the outside who made the – did you see that interception he made? Yes. That was amazing. Yeah. And then you then you have players like Julian Blackman. You have Harry Wills. And we ain't even touched their linebackers with Anthony Walker, the maniac Darius Leonard, um, Bobby Okariki. Yes. I mean, they are building something special up there in Indianapolis. Again, as bad as I hate to say it, but – Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, a player like Corey Wills could benefit big time from that. Yes. What was no, that? I said that that's your territory in your, in your oh, division yeah. there. You're talking about <laughs> FTC. FTC. If anybody knows what that is, then <laughs> you know what that is. But hey, no, I, I, I agree that, yeah, that Indianapolis defense has definitely got some nice pieces to it, you know. And then uh, another guy we haven't seen much this year who has made some splash when he's been healthy is Kamoko Toure. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. You know, he just can't quite seem to get healthy, but like when he is when he's healthy and going, he's he gets some pressure off the edge for him. And uh, yeah, I mean, and then you know, like you said, the linebacker unit's got a ton of talent. Um, you know, Leonard's about the best there is. Um, Bobby Okariki's picked up his play in year two here, and he's starting to take over as that second linebacker there. Um, but yeah, that's that's a, that's a definitely a tough defense, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and if you can put your uh, biases aside like me, you know, it's hard to – in fantasy, it's hard to pick up players on teams that you just freaking despise, you know? Oh, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> and even if you rostrum, you're kind of like, screw that, he's a cult, you know? 
that he plays for Suxonville. I'm I'm not starting him, but you, and I I find myself I admit it. I find myself sometimes doing that. I'm like, dude, you, you're gonna have to you got to separate here. This is fantasy football. You're trying to win here. You're you're trying to gain a little green back here. So uh, I could see the I could see the pain in your face when you're talking about Dwayne Smoot before. Oh, God. <laughs> oh it pains me to give them any kind of love whatsoever. The only comfort I have in that is knowing that King Henry just runs their ass straight into That's the ground every week. Yeah. You know, there ain't no denying that. You know, <laughs> and I know we're a defensive show here, but man, if you, if you, a Derrick Henry hater, I don't care if you are hating Derrick Henry and shame on you if you are, but if you do, you better start his ass two games a year against Jacksonville because I promise you he's getting 202 touchdowns and he's probably going to stiff arm somebody straight into the ground to hail him back. <laughs> yeah, he can make a whole career off two games a year. Oh, man, man. He, he is, is, runs right over the Jaguars. He's a freaking beast. Freaking yep. beast. Fun to watch. Yeah, he is. I'm glad he's a Titan. But uh, we'll move on here. Uh, another Twitter follower of us at Joe Bowen 731. And you may be able to answer this better than me because I did not get to watch the Raiders game. But he wants to know what happened to uh, their defensive end, Max Crosby. And do we trust him to be started over the next couple of weeks? Ah, uh, yeah. You know, Crosby, he had that big year last year as a rookie, you know, and he had those couple of big games. I think it was against Cincinnati. Um, he had like three or four sacks or something. Um, he just kind of burst on the scene. You know, they took Clellan Farrell, what, what early, early, in the fourth overall. And then they took yeah. Crosby in like the fourth round. Yeah. That made them look silly on that. I mean, right. Yeah. And he was the one that was, you know, really, really balled out for him as a rookie, which was unexpected and uh, really made some waves. And then this year, you know, he's just, just kind of been so, so it's been up and down, you know, he, he hasn't had a sack since uh, week 10, I believe. Um, so he's due, but do you trust it? You know, um, I like Crosby as a player. I think kind of the deal with him coming in the draft, why he slipped so far was he small school out of Eastern Michigan. Um, I think he was a little slender build. You know, sometimes those, those guys that got the slender build, you're not sure if they, you got to put some bulk on them. Does it slow them down? Do they still have the same bend off the edge? You know, so that's why you can get a guy that makes an impact in the fourth round like a Crosby sometimes. Um, like I said, I like him as a player, but it's definitely been not what we expected quite this year after his, his big rookie year. Um, he gets week 15 and 16, he gets the Chargers yeah. and the Dolphins. They're kind of middle of the pack as far as sacks allowed and offensive line. But they're okay. I mean, middle-of-the-road matchups. Um, you got to use them. Use him, you know, he's he's got talent. Um, if he's your best option, you roll him out and see what happens, I guess. Yeah, I get that. He's kind of been, uh, I guess you could say, a little bit of a disappointment. But really, in all fairness, for me anyway, and this goes with any rookie, whether they have a huge season or not, I always kind of look at that second year what's the word I want to say a punt season because it's almost that I expect even if 
Crosby had such a great rookie season, 10 sacks. Yeah. I think that was second among rookies. I almost yeah. expect a regression that second year because I think they they don't hit that rookie wall, but they hit that sophomore slump. Right. Um, and like you said, he's not had a sack in the last four games. And, and you're kind of touching on some of the points that I was looking at here. His next three games, home versus the Chargers, home versus Miami. Then he goes on the road week 17 if you're – league still plays that deep in the season he goes on the road to denver well if you look back the last time he played the chargers this year six tackles a sack um the last time he played denver which was uh the very next week he had three tackles and a sack uh getting plenty of pressure so i think those are very favorable matchups for him um and then like you said miami is a middle of the pack yeah, you know the road team that gives up sacks. Uh, you know, Tua's still kind of finding his way or whatever, and that offense with not much of a running game right now. I, I just think the next three weeks, while maybe these last four, I mean, you look at the last four: Kansas City, Atlanta, the Jets. He probably should have had something there, but it was a road game. Indianapolis. They've got a pretty good offensive line, so I can right. kind of make the case not getting a. Uh, not getting a sack there, but I think the schedule-wise, Chargers, Miami, and Denver, I think the schedule sets up perfectly for him. Um, so, uh, you know, if I'm picking him or Farrell, I'm taking Crosby all day. Oh, all day. I agree. Uh, totally agree. Uh, you know, if I'm taking yeah. – uh, I'm probably taking Crosby over a Yannick and Gawkway. I'm yep. taking Crosby over – who else can we think of right now? I mean, naturally, you're not going to take him over your top-tier guys like Garrett and and, and stuff right. like that. I mean, that's just crazy, the Bosa. But, but uh, I think with his schedule and what he's done in the past, I think I'm okay with starting him. I, I think I can trust him more than other players that you're probably going to find. No, I, that's, I, I agree with you. That's some good points. Like you said, uh, he had success the last time he played the Chargers in Denver. Those are division matchups. You know, um, like you said, they're they're not bad matchups by any means. Um, right. I think he's a very talented player. The bar was, like you said, the bar was set kind of high because of the big rookie year. Um, he's only got, what, six sacks on the year so far. It's not, you know, it's just – everybody's probably expecting him to build off last year, but I, I agree with you. You know, sometimes you wonder in year two, do they kind of regress a little bit? Um, my question for you is with a guy like Crosby, you were said, sometimes you worry about a year two regression. Um, do, do you, well, it's not that I worry about it, but I kind of go into the thought process that I expected. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll stay with Crosby. Huge rookie year. Nobody expected that from him. You know, everybody yeah. thought that was the season that Farrell would have. Uh, Ten sacks, you know, second in the league among rookies. It's not that I really worried about it. I almost kind of expect it. Yeah. It's like, um, okay, he had a great rookie year. So he didn't hit that rookie wall because right. a lot of players hit it. So, But what I do think is if you don't hit that rookie wall, I think that sophomore slump gets you because – how many times have you heard, well, teams have more tape on you now? They've, they've studied you more. They've seen you more. So I think while maybe you don't hit it that rookie season, I do think there's a little truth to it in that sophomore season. Yeah. So that's no, I, it's not that I worry about it. I just kind of expect it. That way I can kind of temper my expectations right. for him. 
I, I agree with you. I kind of had a little bit of tempered expectations. I thought he could hit the double digit number again, sack wise, because I do I did like what I saw last year. Um, I didn't I, I didn't necessarily expect him to hit like a fifteen or sixteen sack season or something. Yeah. And he still might get double digits with these last games. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it last year. He can he can rack them up. You know, two three a game. Um, he has that potential. Um, we'll see. Yeah, like you said, roll them out if you got them. So, not to interrupt you, sorry, I get carried away sometimes and Dan gets on me for interrupting, but it's coming to my brain. I I think of something and I want to get it out before I forget. So, I'll roll it up. um, We're talking about schedule. Okay. How much weight do you put in? We'll stay with Crosby again. Kind of been down the last, uh, what, four or five games. Yep. but has a favorable schedule with the Chargers, Denver, Miami. How much do you factor schedule into whether you're starting as a player, especially during the playoffs, or is that a factor at all? Oh, for sure. Um, especially, you know, definitely with guys in the same range, you know, talent-wise, I guess. Um, I, I definitely like to make sure – they get that they're getting their consistent snap share. You know, their role is the same. It's not some big fluctuation in snaps. Um, but schedule does play a role. I'm, I'm a start your stud guy. So, you know, if, if a guy's an every week starter for me, he's going to stay there. I'm not going to just pick up some random guy who's got a nice matchup who doesn't get a ton of work. Um, but yeah, I, I do, you know, if I have guys that are, I'm close as far as who am I going to roll out as, say, my D2, you know what I mean? Like, who's got the better matchup, who's got the offensive line that's more prone to give up sacks. You know, it, it definitely plays a part in the decision-making. But um, if I have, you know, a guy with a tough matchup, but it's a guy I play every week, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna roll him out. I'm not just going to jump in with some guy who's made one splash play the week before and, and hope to get it again. All right. Yeah. So is there any guys that – and thank both of y'all for the question. So we love answering – uh, listener questions and everything like that. That because the show's for you anyway. Um, but uh, is there any guys that you're kind of worried about in the playoffs? I know we kind of spoke about Farrell earlier, but is there anybody else that maybe you're kind of avoiding in these last few weeks that normally you would start? Uh, um. Offhand, like I, John O'Neill, are you starting him, or are you kind of looking for a better option? Um, I the leagues I have Keanu O'Neill, he's a, he's pretty much been an every week guy for me, so I'm probably going to start Keanu O'Neill. Demarcus uh, Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Alden Smith, Alden Smith. I man, it, it he's been so up and down. Yeah, he he had such a great freaking year to yeah. start off. I mean, he was right. going like gangbusters. And it was almost – he was playing almost so damn well and was off to such a freaking hot start. Yeah. That there was nothing – there was no way I could tell you to buy. I, it was like he was almost so freaking hot that you had to sell him. Right. And then all of a sudden he just disappeared. And I guess I kind of had to eat crow a little bit last week because somebody on one of the social media platforms are like Alden Smith. And I'm like, I can't trust Alden Smith. He has done nothing since the start of the year, the first what four games or so. And then he has that big fumble return for a touchdown last week. And I'm like, mother fricker. 
Yeah. But even with that, I'm still not trusting him. Right. This week. Right. I, I can't. I would rather trust Randy Gregory. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say kind of along the same line, a guy that I'm worried about that I have been using in, in a league or two is Chase Winovich. Um, oh, yeah. I had but, such high hopes for him. I know. And then the, the just the – snap situation he's been going through this year, you know, playing 60, 70, 80% some games and then dropping in the thirties, you know, and then he, he had this stretch through week, uh, weeks 10 through 13, where he's in the 70, 80, 90% range. And he's, he's been putting up some decent numbers. And then all of a sudden week 14 here, he played, I don't know if there was any injury news. I didn't see any, but he played 38% of the snaps. You know, it's like that, that new England, thing it always plays in your head like what's belichick gonna do this week Who, exactly. you know? new england is so volatile because it, it, it now kind of seems that josh uche is the guy yes and he's been playing really well you know yeah, he and, uh, he's a versatile dude um i I, was, I liked him coming out of michigan um yeah so winovich is probably along that Alden smith line that you were talking about like can you trust him you know all of a sudden you think he's got this he's back into good graces with belichick and then he did something to get in the doghouse or what the <laughs> hell happened you know <laughs> We can sit here all day and try to figure it out, but I don't, I don't know that we will. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody can figure out New England and what they no, do. So. I, I would say he probably falls in that category there we, we're talking about uh, for me. Yeah. Um, man, the safety for them, uh, what's his name? Not McCordy, the other one. What's that? Their safety for New England. Not, oh, not Kyle Duggar? No. He's a veteran. Come over from I want to say the Chargers. Um, I am. I have him on a couple of my teams. I'm completely blanking. I am too. Let's take a look here. Uh, oh, Adrian Phillips. Yes, AJ Phillips. Adrian Phillips. Like yeah. lots out the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah. I, I had a safety that was hurt and needed to pick somebody up. Oh, I had Deshaun Elliott. Who was on the COVID, and I needed to pick somebody up a couple of weeks ago, and I picked him up, man. And yeah. man, and I can't nice, let him go now. So, yeah. And the nice thing with Phillips is too is you know if, if he's playing in that eighty percent snap share, majority of the snaps are up in the box. You know, that's they, they exactly. keep him they keep him up near the line of scrimmage. Which is high tackle numbers. Yeah, and he's going to give you like a really nice tackle floor for a safe for your safety position. So that's definitely yeah. Phillips Phillips has been rock solid here down the stretch. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think. I know it's playoff season, so everybody's got names they're asking for, but I'm I'm trying to think um how much are you trust in uh LVE right now? Oh man, that is tough. Um you know you, you've probably got a lot into him. You probably drafted him high, or if you traded for him, it cost you a lot. Right. And like, what are your other options? Right. You know what I mean? You took, you took LV high. You know, right. what, what other guys do you have? Your team, did you, did you pick up Alex Singleton off the waiver wire? Who guy has been, been really playing well? You know, obviously you feel more comfortable with him because he's out there every snap and he's been, you know, playing really well for that Philly linebacker unit. So, right. Yeah. LV is, that's a tough one there. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like you got so much into him, you're kind of forced to play him, but. Right. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing with Corey Littleton. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I did think not... the good thing with him, though, is you've had most of the season to realize he's not an option no more. Um, yeah, and I didn't – when he came back off the COVID list when he was out, I didn't expect him to be sitting in this 
mid 50% range snap wise and Nick, Nicholas Morrow to be the full-time guy. I, I didn't see that coming. And that seems to be what, well, what I, I kind of thought Kaiser would be the guy though. Still, you know, he kind of got hurt. Oh, it'd be for the rate. I'm talking, we're talking for the Raiders. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I, I completely well, he came. He came from the Rams. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. know that that's ever going to rebound for him. Yeah, it's not what not, I expected when he came back. I know that because the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders are kind of different from everybody else mm-hmm. in that they don't really keep an affiliation. Or, or not affiliation. They don't really keep a loyalty to you. You know, they brought in Littleton and he's kind of not panned out. And they're like, okay, we're moving on to the next guy. Yeah. Which kind of surprises me that they're staying with Farrell. Yeah. But they don't have a lot of options behind him. So I get that. You got Arden Key. Right. And then uh, they, they they paid uh, Carl Nassib pretty good in the offseason. And he was a healthy scratch last week, I think. Yeah. So. But I've never been impressed. Oh, with no. That. No, that's what I mean. But so, I mean, that tells you where they're at with the guys behind them. You know, do they mean? draft a pass rusher this year? Oof, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, you're sitting there with Farrell and Crosby. No, I think your guys. That's. Yeah. I don't know that they draft. I'm sure they draft one, but they ain't drafting him high. I wouldn't imagine. I wouldn't think so either. Um, you know, I I think. Crosby's solid. Um, yeah, I did too. I think you could, like you said earlier, you could probably finish pretty strong here, and and he's he's gonna be fine. Um, Farrell, as much hate as I put on Farrell, he's still young, right? You know, there's time for him to rebound, but and he got injured again. So, like, what was his? He had the big game. Was he gonna get it rolling? Was it clicking for him? We don't right. know. You know, he, it, so that, that's tough. Um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't think they'd take one early, but you do never know what a team's board looks like. You know. If they go B, if they if they go B straight BPA is is it a pass rusher? You know, and this edge class is pretty good. So, but you know, I you think probably not, but you never know. Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, man, that that that's tough. That's yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, you, Who you, knows? You really kind of got to think that Mayock kind of feels like he missed on Farrell. Right. But you know, having picked him with the fourth overall pick, they're not giving up on him. No way. No, no, they're, I don't think so. No, and and he's had flashes. So, you know, they're, yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's not that I hate Farrell because I have him in a number of leagues. Yeah. This has turned into the the Colleen Farrell show. But uh, (laughs) it's not that you hate Farrell, it's that you just really don't like him. (laughs) well no it's just that man i can't get past that stretch i mean he started his career off the what first four or five games did really really well whatever it was i can't remember and then he only had one sack in the next 19 or 20 games whatever whatever what however many it was right before that big breakout last week or the week before yeah I mean, that's – I mean, that's just tough for me to swallow right there. I mean, even if you're getting the pressures, I know a lot of people say, well, you're getting the pressures, the sacks will come. Okay, you, you're getting the pressures, but you can't tell me in a 19-20 game streak you can't get lucky and get one sack. Right. 
Um, you think there'd be one or two in there. Exactly. Especially with Crosby on the other side doing as well as he is. Right. Yeah, you, the, know, you got somebody to worry about on the other side. You know, it's, it's Which kind of surprises me with uh, Alden Smith and Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it kind of looks like Smith and Gregory are kind of splitting the snap, sharing a rotation opposite Lawrence, but really none of the three is, is having a big impact right now. And you, yeah. you know, you get a big play here and there, but yep. as far as consistency, it's just not there. Yeah, it's hard to pick which one. <laughs> if you got to pick one, which one, <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, I would go back to our discussion earlier. I'd rather have a Foley right now yeah. over Lawrence or over Gregory or over uh, Alden Smith, over Farrell. I'd take Foley over Farrell right now. Yeah. I mean, Cause he's showing more consistency. I know he's a defensive tackle, but yep. I think at this point in the season, you, you have to look for consistency. You have to look for the highest floor possible. And yeah. you can't get a consistent high floor. You know, I'll take a consistent low floor over a consistent no floor. Right. You don't want that zero. Yeah. I mean, you this time of year, you can't afford to have a zero. You really no. can't. Because if you do, you, you're most likely going to lose somewhere. Right. Yep. Yeah. If you and do I, get it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say if you do get that zero, it's got to be made up somewhere else. And, you know. If the other guys just have an average week, you need them to have an above average week. Yeah, I, I agree. You got to get something out of your guys. And I, and here's another thing we talked, you know, to begin the show, I was telling you about winning, beating the number one seed as an eight seed yep. in that campus to Canton League. My offense, I built the campus side more because I want, because I know I'm probably going to bite the bullet the first two or three years on the NFL side, the Canton side but it's coming with the uh, campus side. So I kind of built there stronger than I did the NFL side. But, you know, I pulled the 8-1, eight, 8 over 1 upset. But you, to be honest, you know, I had King Henry and I had a couple other players, but I won that matchup with my IDP players because just yeah. about every single freaking one of them was in double digits. Yep. And I think a lot of fantasy managers sometimes, even though they play IDP, even though they kind of know the values, the scoring, they still underestimate or overlook their IDP. And if you know what you're doing, you can win some games that way. No, I, I totally agree. I had a, a league where I pulled a seven. I was a seven seed and I beat the two seed. And my offense did okay, but I had Chase Young who had a big week. Um, I had Antoine Winfield who had a big week. Oh, I had Winfield had a huge week. Right? I had Kahari Willis. Um, Joe Schobert had a solid week. Neville Hewitt. So I got some really nice production out of my IDP side. My offense was okay, but um, the defense carried me and helped me get the upset. So see, that's I kind of get it. IDP is not for everybody. I understand mm-hmm. it, you know. But man, that's what I love about IDP. No. Because sometimes, you know what, you can have a shit offense and that defense will carry you right on home. Right. If you could just get a little bit of something on your offense that you need. Just that yeah, little, it gives you, know. you another uh, another option to build your team. You're not kind of uh, – you're not pigeonholed. Right. You know, say. You know if, you, yeah. if you're relying strictly on offense or play, on, play in offensive-only leagues, you're kind of limited. 
And so I like IDP leagues because it gives you another option because you can say, okay, defense wins championships. I'm going to build my team around defense. You build your offense, but my defense is going to outscore your offense. Right. Especially if it's a balanced scoring league. Yep. Oh, man, there's so many hidden points out there that it's not even funny. Yep. Oh, yeah, you can – You know, like you said, it's if it's a balanced league, you can really get the edge if you have your – a really solid IDP squad. You know, if your offense is, is just going to be fine for you, but your IDP squad's going to get you over the top, you can you do some damage, you know. Yeah, pull, off, pull off the upset. Shoot you yeah. out. That's what's fun playing both sides of the ball, right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, shoot, man. Uh, do you have anything else? Ah, uh, no, man. We covered a lot. This is yeah. uh, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, we've uh, covered a lot here. Uh, so I'll give you a few minutes, plug whatever you want to plug. Uh, oh, right on. Tell um, everybody where they can find you, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, you can find me uh, in all my all my writing and work over at idpguys.org. Um, I've, this season I've been doing the uh, waiver IDP waiver wire article. Um, we're winding down here um, towards the end of the year, so that only got another week or two left of that. Um, and then we're going to be working – well, the site's going to be down because we're going to be Nate's going to be doing some work to wow. upgrade the site, which I'm really looking forward to seeing. Oh, I think it's going, to be, it's going to be awesome. You know, Nate he he does yeah. he does some fantastic yeah, work. He um, he kills yeah, it. Yeah, he sure does. So I'm looking forward to see what the site looks like, and then uh, we're going to be transitioning to the uh, the draft guide. So oh, I can't wait to do that too. I've already started yeah. all my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I started. Uh, I've been digging into the linebacker class and hit a few edge guys, a couple safeties, kind of moving around the IDP guys. Um, yeah. So season's winding down the waiver wire articles winding down, and then we're going to be starting, starting to get ready for draft season here. And uh, the draft guide, um, looking forward to working on that. And uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of, like you mentioned, we're kind of going to be down on the site. So next, I don't remember exactly when the date was, but it's the next what, two or three weeks. I think it goes yeah. down. I think he was talking after week 17 and then yeah. to Super Bowl. But, I mean, when it comes back, it's going to be cool, man. It's yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I've already got a bunch of ideas of some stuff I want to do other than the draft magazine. So, if y'all uh, – if any of y'all listened last year or uh, listeners, followers of IDP guys, you know we had the draft magazine, uh, offense and defense. Um, that was our initial uh, inaugural – dip into uh, draft guides for rookies. And this year it's going to be even better. Uh, we're looking to change a few things around, improving that. So I can't wait till that comes out. Um, just like with anything else, you know, I think the more you do something, the better you get at it. So we've, uh, we're kind of clanging heads and, and getting some better ideas. So I can't wait to get into that. And then uh, um, the site you said will be better. Can't wait to see what Nate does with that. And then, uh, until then, keep following us here on IDP Nation. Um, hopefully, I can talk Kyle into uh, <laughs> returning uh, until Dan gets back. Maybe he'll uh, he'll be my uh, sidekick for a while. Um, you don't got to twist my arm too hard. I'll come back. Don't I'll gotta just, too hard. Huh? <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll sit and drink a few beers, talk some football. Well, you're, you're in. Dan's out. You're in. <laughs> I'll just keep the seat warm. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, uh, like I mentioned earlier, not sure when Dan will be back. 
with the, you know, he sits in front of the screen with the virtual learning and all that. So I kind of get that. So Absolutely. he'll be back when he's ready until then. Maybe Kyle can uh, hold down the fort for him. Uh, and then be sure with draft season, you definitely want to tune in to uh, the Dig podcast, the WIDP Grind, which Kyle was on with me and Eric there uh, Sunday night with Dingus. Great show. Two hours of uh, of uh, Debbie stuff. So, um uh, Looks like podcasting is going to be our thing for the next couple months, uh, and we're going to pound out some stuff. So, and be sure to follow the Patreon. Maybe uh, the next Patreon, I can talk Kyle to coming in on that too. So, uh, like a friend. <laughs> but yeah, you can follow me everywhere on Twitter, Hollywood Titan, Reddit, Facebook, any given Sunday Facebook page. Um, I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm hard to find. And uh, so. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, if you have nothing else, I think we've covered it. No, it sounds good, man. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, if you have me back, let's do it again. Yeah, for sure. I get, I get tired of talking to myself. You know, <laughs> you know I'd have kicked Dan a long time ago, but I just keep him around so I can cuss at him and right. yell at him. You know, <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> all right, folks. Um, hopefully you win your matchups this week and you advance. Um, good luck to everyone. If you have any questions this week, hit me up, hit Kyle up. Um, Absolutely. Always glad to help you out and make those tough decisions. We'll, uh, we'll help you the best we can until next week. Uh, I think that's a wrap. So tighten up. Go pack. Oh no, we don't need that. We don't need that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, until then we'll see you next week guys. So long. All right. Good luck everybody. Later. Later.